This is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Albert Lalonde provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde. Hello, and welcome back to Own Your Retirement. My name is Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 586-752-7008 or visit us online at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. And while at my website, click on the podcast page to check out past shows and also to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. As I'm sure comes as no surprise for those of you listening today, 401ks are an essential part of retirement planning for many Americans. If you don't have a 401k yourself, I'm sure you've heard plenty about them as you've worked on your own retirement strategy. Because of their importance, there has been times that people have reached out to me in a panic because they think they've made a 401k strategy error. In some cases, there really was an error. In other cases, the person was worried over nothing. So on today's show, we're going to take a closer look at some common 401k mistakes and what you can do to avoid them. But before we get into today's topic, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who's always as rock solid as a perfectly constructed retirement strategy. Hey, Tony, how are you doing, buddy? I don't know if I've ever been described before as rock solid, but... <laughs> you are, my man. <laughs> but uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm great. You know, it's just uh, crazy this time of year. You, you think spring's here and then some more bad weather comes through. So uh -huh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, Albert, what to think. Uh, about all that and everything going on in the world. I mean, we do need to make sure that we don't make uh, any financial errors uh, when it comes to our retirement savings, especially right now. Right. We're going to need that money. You know, inflation is crazy. Uh, yes. You know, the markets are volatile. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot going on. So uh, I'm excited about this topic today. Uh, but first of all, how are you doing? Now, you went to opening day, baseball, yes, right? Yes, go Tigers, definitely. It was a great day. We had a, a major win in the last inning. Um, sun came out here and there, but you know what? It's baseball. What can we complain it's about? It's baseball. Well, and uh, let's uh, jump right into our topic, 401Ks. I mean, obviously, uh, so many people I know have 401Ks. I mean, mm -hmm. the majority of people I know have 401ks through their jobs. And is something is that important, it's only natural for people to be concerned sometimes about what's happening. So uh, let's look at this a little bit. Sure. You know, Tony, I completely agree with you. In fact, an article from The Balance, 401k mistakes you didn't know you were making, nicely spells out some of the most common 401k mistakes and what you can do to avoid them. 
So the first common 401k mistake is simply not thoroughly understanding your retirement needs. Uh, admittedly, figuring out how much money you'll need to maintain your preferred lifestyle during retirement isn't easy, but it's essential. Now, frankly, a surprising number of people head into retirement without an understanding of how much income they really need to enjoy rather than simply survive retirement. Ah, well, and that's a fair point. So how can somebody go about getting a good picture of just how much income they're going to need in retirement? Well, you should crunch the numbers annually at a minimum. Even if you aren't entirely sure how you want your retirement to look, running budget estimates can still help you gain a sense of where your finances are right now and whether or not you'll likely have the money you need for your various retirement goals. Ultimately, you should ask yourself what financial freedom means to you because there isn't a one-size-fits-all definition. Generally, financial professionals encourage most folks to plan on replacing roughly 70 to 90% of their pre-retirement income to maintain a good lifestyle in retirement. Well, and there are several good retirement calculators that people can use online, but I mean, even running those numbers, uh, it can be confusing it's really a good reason to work closely with a financial services professional like yourself if you aren't already. Uh, I, I agree 100% with you, Tony. But you know what? The next common 401k mistakes that can come back to haunt you is saving too little. And, and don't be fooled by auto-enrollments. While many employers automatically enroll new employees in their company 401k plan, the amount may not be enough to help you reach your personal retirement goals if you preferred or in your preferred time frame, I would say. Now, commonly, the amount saved in the 401k is about 6%. And even if you add the 3% match that many companies provide, you may still find yourself running behind in how much you need to be saving for retirement. Clearly, sure. not saving anything at all for retirement is a massive red flag, but not saving enough also imperils your dreams and visions for retirement. Well, sure. And if a person punches their numbers into a retirement calculator and determines they, they're likely to have a shortfall, uh, are they just out of luck then? Or are there, is there something <laughs> they can do to put themselves on steadier ground? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's it's not necessarily a total disaster here, Tony. Um, as long as you're honest with yourself about what the numbers are telling you and are then disciplined enough to make the necessary changes. And look, it can be daunting when the numbers are telling you that you have to start saving more money. But it's possible uh, some relatively modest tweaks here and there could have you feeling better about where you're headed. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there are nervous when they think about having to ramp up their savings. Now, you mentioned a few modest tweaks a minute ago. Be more specific. Let us know about those. What can we do? Yeah. I mean, first, sit down and really dig into your spending plan for a thorough review. Can you make some changes to that spending plan that would allow you to increase what you're contributing to your 401k? Next, why not cement your commitment to saving more money by making it automatic? Many 401k plans include contribution rate escalators that empower you to automatically increase your contributions over time. Again, a retirement calculator will allow you to visualize how 
even a few small changes can increase your odds of achieving the kind of retirement you dream about when you close your eyes and lean back in your chair during a busy workday, Tony. <laughs> That's a great visual. Uh, I love that one, Albert. Now, even if you love your job, there are certainly going to be times when the phone is ringing off the hook, emails are flying into your inbox, when you begin daydreaming <laughs> about, hey, wouldn't it be nice to be retired? Yeah, and you know what? And don't let those daydreams be the only kind of retirement planning you're doing, though. All right. Craft a budget and stick to it. And most importantly, get to work with a financial services professional. Yeah. Speaking, even if you already are, get a second opinion. How can our listeners out there get a hold of you? You know what? You guys can visit my website at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com or call my office 586-752-7008 and discuss how we might be able to answer your questions and also address your concerns about your path to retirement. Yeah. And a big part of that obviously is your retirement savings. And that's why during today's show, you've been talking to us about some of the most common 401k mistakes mm-hmm. and what we can do to avoid those. And uh, there are, according to Newsweek, 60 million Americans utilized 401k plans in 2020. Uh, and uh, that number is climbing even higher, they say. And so I'm sure a big chunk uh, of those in that $60 million or 60 million person figure Uh, I'm sure they spend time worrying about whether or not they're getting everything right when it comes to their 401k or getting the most out of it. So what do you have for us next? Well, you know, let's stick with the the balances article, uh, 401k mistakes you didn't know you were making. It next holds up ignoring fees as the next common 401k mistake that you should work hard to avoid. The bottom line is that fees and related 401k expenses should always be top of mind. While your 401k balance itself is what will ultimately decide how much income you receive, it's also true that fees and expenses can work together to dilute your growth potential. You should note that 401k fees typically fall into three different categories as defined by the U.S. Department of Labor. First, plan administration fees, then investment fees, and individual service fees. Now, thankfully, the financial services industry has improved how fees are disclosed, but it's fair to say that it can still be challenging for the average person to determine just how much they're really forking over in both fees and expenses within their 401k plans. Yeah. I don't think any of us enjoy fees or expenses. So (laughs) what's the solution, Albert? Well, you know, regularly review your 401k documents to try and determine exactly how much you're paying. And that larger plans can often have smaller expenses. And you may also want to use the fund analyze tool uh, that's provided by the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, or in short, what we most commonly call FINRA. If you're hanging on to an older 401k plan from, let's say, a previous employer, make sure you compare the fees you're paying within your current plan to better help you decide if it might be wise to make a 401k or IRA rollover, Tony. Hmm. And as you've talked about on previous shows, rollovers can be a smart financial move, but they can also be tricky. So if you're considering one, you may want to do so while working with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, correct? Definitely. I mean, that's something you don't want to make a mistake on. It could could cost you quite a bit. Now, the next potential 401k mistake to be on the lookout for is 
overemphasizing company stock. You know, as the article explains, one of the biggest potential disadvantages to holding employer stock in retirement plan is that significant holdings may increase the potential for volatility within your retirement portfolio. Um, in fact, according to the article, fewer 401k plans are utilizing company stock for matching contributions, but there are still a significant number of employers that give their workers the choice to invest in corporate stock within their 401k. Wow. And I can certainly see where that could be tricky uh, for the average person to navigate through. So what's the potential solution? Well, as the balance article explains, determine how much risk you're exposed to if your 401k plan includes company stock. The article further notes that you may want to keep your total exposure to any individual stock to roughly about 10 to 15% of your total retirement portfolio. Mm. Obviously important. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but again, (laughs) you know, understanding the investment components of that 401k yet another reason to work with someone like yourself. Oh, I couldn't agree more, Tony. Now, while we do bring up investing on our show because, you know, it is a large part of retirement for many people, uh, we also try and avoid getting too far into specifics because we just don't have the time and space, obviously, during an episode to really dig into the rules and nuances that come with investing. But to get to the heart of the matter, if investing is part of your financial strategy, it is, in my opinion, vital to work with the financial services professional. Now, on that note, let's take one more high-level look at investing because the article's next common 401k mistake is failing to rebalance your investments. In fact, it's no great revelation to note that investments rise and fall over time. As the article tells us, the general rule of thumb with asset allocation is to make sure as much as possible that certain assets don't constantly rise and fall together. Now, accordingly, the article further explains your strategy should be to diversify across different asset classes. To that end, the article also presents using an automatic rebalancing program if one is offered in your 401k as a potential strategy. Now, if you don't have that option, you may want to consider investing in what we call target date retirement funds or asset allocation in mutual funds that will allow you to take a more hands-off approach to rebalancing your portfolio. But again, let me reemphasize the importance of working closely with the financial service professional on your investment strategy is really, really key. Yeah, obviously. Hey, you're starting to sound like me now. (laughs) I am. (laughs) Well, another serious 401k mistake that many people fall victim to is wasting opportunities for matching funds. You know, as it's most basic, matching funds are simply additional income provided by your employer. If your employer offers a match on any percentage of your 401k contribution, you should strongly consider contributing at least enough to get the maximum company match. So this year, the 401k contribution limit is $20,500 or $27,000 if you're 50 or older. Now, take time to review your benefits plan to see if your employer provides a match, and if so, how much it is. And if you're already contributing enough to receive the match, don't hesitate to contribute above the match if you can do so. Right. And that's so important. And, you know, these common 401k mistakes uh, can be costly 
Mm. And I'm glad you're talking about them and what we can do to make sure we don't make them. So what do you have for us next? Well, you know, I'd, I'd like to change things up and focus on something that a number of clients have brought up to me through the years. Um, how about finding a new job after turning 50? Mm, yeah, that can be tough. You know, at around age 50, plenty of people have the goal of simply hunkering down in their current role and waiting it out until retirement. But others may want a new challenge after turning 50. Um, an AARP article, The Five Secrets of Getting Hired After 50, actually has some very useful information. As the article notes, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, in January of this year, there were about 11.3 million jobs waiting to be filled. That may mean the time is right to switch jobs, even if you're older than 50. Well, that's that's really a good topic. I think for a lot of people, obviously, turning 50 shouldn't mean your career is uh, stalled. A lot of 50-year-olds still have unmet professional goals and a lot of time yet uh, that they can put in. So they're eager uh, to still keep working at that point. That's certainly right, Tony. Certainly right. In fact, the first step in finding a new gig after turning 50 yeah, is to age-proof your resume. You probably already know that you shouldn't include graduation dates on your resume because that's an easy way for employers to figure out your age. But did you also know that including your full physical address as well as an older email account like AOL or Yahoo can also signal to hiring managers that you're an older applicant? <laughs> that's funny. I never thought of that. But yeah, if you have an AOL account, you're probably not a youngster. Right. And because some older workers are less tech savvy than their younger counterparts, they can often make subtle mistakes on resumes. So be sure to spend a few minutes online looking for examples of what many hiring managers are looking for right now um, when it comes to resumes. More than likely, some quick and easy edits will give your resume an updated polish. And you may also want to consider limiting your job experience to include only your last 15 years of roles. Many employers are less concerned with the skills and experience from two decades ago than they are with the work you're doing right now. Yeah, good tip. And if you have a 30-year career, I can certainly understand the urge to want to tout all of that experience (laughs) or 30-plus years in some of our cases. Uh such as mine, but I can also see how listing your first job from three decades ago or four decades ago, (laughs) that might date you a bit. For sure. For sure. Next, make sure you're doing everything you can to prominently highlight your job skills. Increasingly, resumes are screened by sophisticated computer software long before they even hit a hiring manager's uh, computer. That means you need a strategy to defeat software that's looking to filter candidates out. To that end, be certain your resume and cover letter contain the important keywords that are often focused more on your current skills rather than previous job positions and achievements. For example, if the word design is used multiple times in your job posting, make sure it's also used multiple times on your resume. It may also be a smart play to customize your resume for every job you apply to taking particular care to, again, change important keywords. Now, don't simply keep one resume on your computer and submit it verbatim to every job that you're interested in or that's interested in you. Right, and I think that's a good idea as well. I mean, 
you know, just robotically submitting the same resume for every job that you're interested in, that could come back to haunt you. So mm-hmm. take that 10 or 15 minutes to tailor it, you know, make it specific to the role you're interested in. That's definitely the way to go. For sure. Now, the next bit of advice is to reach out to the younger folks who are part of your professional network. As you look to make a transition, don't simply reach out to and rely on the people in your network who are roughly your age. Younger colleagues may have different and valuable perspectives, and they may be able to help connect you with people they know at companies and organizations that interest you. Perhaps more importantly, get to know your younger colleagues or what they're interested in and how they work. Doing so may help keep you excited about your industry. Yeah. Yeah. And that's huge. That's, that's good advice as well. It's something I hadn't really considered before, but I think we all have that tendency to socialize with people our own age. But the Mm -hmm. truth is our younger colleagues can actually teach us quite a bit. (laughs) Rightly or wrongly. Yes. Uh, You know what? Your appearance also matters when interviewing for a job after you've turned 50. In fact, the article notes that some research indicates that when hiring managers interviewed people face-to-face, they were as much as 40% less likely to hire an older worker than they were a younger worker with the same skills. Research also suggests that delaying meeting in person with hiring managers for as long as possible may also be a shrewd move. Wow them via email and phone with your skills and experience and then confidently walk into an in-person meeting. Remember, as an older worker, you're valuable and important, and the right company is going to be only too eager to hire you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, this has been a great episode. Is there anything else you want to add before we go, Albert? You know, uh, if you have questions or concerns about uh, this, inflation, or how your budget can address it, I encourage you visit my website, www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com or call my office at 586-752-7008. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. Thanks, Albert. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Own Your Retirement with our host, Albert Lalonde. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to Own Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Albert Lalonde at Kaizen Financial Group. Call 586-752-7008 or visit them online at kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Kaizen Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Michigan. Insurance products and services are offered through Kaizen Financial Group LLC, an affiliated company. Albert Lalonde and Kaizen Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.